0: You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource.
1: Welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. I'm Kathy Pecky.
0: I'm Rich Pecky.
1: And we're doing another Real Wealth Story, this time with a Bay Area couple celebrating their 10-year anniversary. And they uh, spent a lot of time investing in California. And then, for reasons we're going to find out on this show, they decided to also invest out of state. So we're going to find out why uh, here on today's episode. So Janet and Joel, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Great to see you.
1: So, yeah, you you started your real estate investing career in California. Tell me about how that went
2: and how things have changed. Well, this started for me in about 1978. And I'll go through this wow. really quick because we have a long, we have quite a <laughs> to cover. But uh, basically, a friend of mine that uh, his family sold 120 acres to Chappelle in Castor Valley in in the early 80s. and. Wow. At that time, he was telling me, my friend, who I went to high school with, he, he says, you know, you need to buy this other property up on the hill. Because he says, we own this 220 acres next door, and says, it's going to get built. And it wow. was going to have 165 houses. Well, little did they know, Chappelle brought the property and brought it to like 450 houses. Right? Wow. And, which is now yeah. Palomaris Hills. Which is Palomaris Hills. But anyway, so I did buy that property. It was an acre of land. It didn't perk. I tried to get it to perk, it didn't perk. Um, I held it for 13 years and I ended up selling it. I bought it for $37,000 on a land that that didn't have water. So there was no well and no perk. I sold it for $225,000 13 years later because water came up the hill to that project and they brought sewer up to that project. So all of a sudden this worthless piece of property Became and it, but it, it did have a, a a glimpse of the bay also, but mm, uh, nice good story and uh, then uh, later on I ended up reading about an auction in in uh, Martinez and it said 160 acres Moraga for sale today on the courthouse steps. Wow! And I thought, well, wow, that would be kind of interesting.
3: That was in Moraga.
2: And this oh, was in Moraga. The property was in Moraga, but the courthouse steps. So I showed up. I had $4,000 in my pocket. And I thought, you know what? If I could steal the property, I don't even know what it looks like. But I'm familiar with that area because I was raised in the backside of Castro Valley. Yeah,
4: beautiful kind area. Of, kind
2: of adjoined. So it ended up, I bought the property the first go around for $40,000. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, 160 <laughs> acres. But I was young. You have to learn the hard way. It's not the easy way. And the the auctioneer said, if this doesn't satisfy what the, what the court needs because of this auction for medical bills, then the court has the right to reopen the property. Two years later, I had a time to go get an attorney and find out what the delinquency was and pay it. Two years later... The property had been clouded over. They were trying not to sell the property, and they messed it up for the county. They finally got through all that. It reopened. I ended up having to rebuy the property, but I did sell that property that I just told you about for 220000 I had to bid against a couple of people from Asia. And back then, China was coming back, you know, buying properties in the U.S.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so and then there was the neighbor with the heliport. And he's saying, walking up and down saying, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. Well, I closed on that property for $411,000, 10 times what I bought it for the first time. But I had all my ducks lined up. So that's my real estate story for for that. Then then we invested in some California apart or a duplex and multiple family family properties and had rentals over the 30 years. <laughs> Well, it, I got to know. I just got to know
1: go about, ahead, go the, about the, what did, are you still have that land or did you sell it? Did you develop well, it?
2: I sold it for 2.1 and oh. yeah, that was 20 years later. And I'm, I, I bought the house we live on now, which is in Danville now it's on 18 acres.
0: Amazing. Fantastic. Whoa. Beautiful, beautiful area. So it, too.
2: It, it, it was an interesting move and in a, and a big, you know, a big play. But um, that was a lot of fun to be able to have a story like that. Not too many. Yeah,
0: that's a great story. And what was your risk. career at the time?
2: Um, well, um, I started out as a commercial beekeeper, and I did that for 15 years up until 1980. 88, wow. Okay. 89, uh, excuse me. And then after that, I got into Christmas trees, flowers, and pumpkins. And you know my shop, where you used to do all your things at the uh, hotel on Contra Costa Boulevard. Deb's Flower Market. That oh yeah! <laughs> Amazing. That was our shot.
0: So wow! anyway wow. So you took
2: years and I sold you took.
0: revenue product. from there. Took cash flow from there, and would invest in real estate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So why? What, what
0: was your What was your reasoning for the investing in real estate outside of your business?
2: Um, you know the the cash flow. I watched. You know, as as properties go up in value, also you have if you keep your credit good, then you have the ability to borrow against those other properties. So yeah. it seemed like that you know during the the early 2000s and mid 2000s before the crash, I mean all you had to do was sign your name, you get an amount of money you want practically. So you know we bought a few extra houses and other properties, and then uh, uh, with with Janet, you know I married Janet in 2010, uh, eleven, 11. Mm-hmm. and uh, so. Uh, We've kind of migrated and helped each other. She's had a couple of rentals and a family rental since 1950.
0: But it's yeah. Tell there. us about that, Shannon. I want to hear about your real yeah, estate background.
3: Home that my um, my parents came out to California from Texas and um, my dad started a small business in San It's actually still there called brick and wheel center corner nice. of Washington and Williams Avenue. And, um, so anyway, it was a family home that we lived in, and they, whenever we decided to move out to San Ramon in 1969, which was very, very rural San Ramon back then.
0: Yeah, it's just um, orchards. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, they, we kept that home. And so, anyway, it's just something that's been in the family since
1: 1950.
3: Wow. Before I was even born, or my sister either. <laughs> so anyway, so I still have that home, and... Um, and then another home that uh, I raised my children in, in um, Castor Valley, up in the hills.
0: And you've turned those into rentals? Yes, uh-huh. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So you had uh, this property up until 2020, and then COVID hit. And then we saw a lot of changes. The California tenant's free rent order. <laughs> and, um, <Yeah. laughs> then what? Did you decide to keep buying in California? Or? Janet
2: decided she was going to write it out. And I had a tenant that I had been very loyal to. She raised two drug babies, adopted them. Uh, she's with me for over 10 years. Wow. And, you know, she had her ups and downs. She was self-employed. I don't know exactly why. Uh, she had some pitfalls in business, but through flipping houses. And so it ended up that she got behind and she play catch up and get behind. And it was typical. So I let it ride. uh, 2019 came and it was not a good year. Uh, She did play catch up. January 1st, 2020, she's behind. February comes. She says, I'm going to make the payment by February 22nd for February. Didn't come. Mm
4: -hmm. Then
2: all of a sudden we're at March, March 15th. And I'm serving her papers and trying to get this eviction started, letting her know that, you know, we're at the bottom line. I can't. Can't carry you. Well, yeah. that all fell apart. It ended up bringing all the way up to 2021 January. For 15 months, she never made a payment.
0: Oh man!
2: I had to make the taxes. I had to pay her water bill. We have no beefs. You know, I I couldn't get in her face about anything. I just say, you know, it'd be nice if you could contribute the 25%. She never paid, which that the governor said that they were gonna pay. <laughs> wow. We ended up with a Zoom, a Zoom uh, hearing with a judge eviction, for about eviction an eviction hearing. hearing. I hired a company. For some reason, one of the bo- a box got checked in the application, but basically was stating that I was committing some sort of fraud in filing this application, and if I didn't rescind the order, what was going to happen is I was going to have to pay her $500 an hour attorney that she hired. Oh, she, goodness. she got behind me. She got behind in up to $30,000 in back rent.
0: Oh, sorry to and hear that.
2: so, right. And so I have a great tenant downstairs, but the way it is, is that if it's a duplex, you can't ask the tenant to move. If the, if the buyer wants to move in, if it's a single family, they can't. So, you know, we were trying to look at all the different avenues, and finally I realized the only way I can do it is plant a for sale sign in the front. So that's what I did. As to what? I planted a for sale sign out in front. Mm-hmm. Got house. it. After that eviction. After uh, that, zoom. you know, I had to throw it out. You know, I, that cost me like $1,800 to uh-huh. file and do all the, the paperwork and all the other expense. And I saw I wasn't going to go anywhere. And I bought the property, and I believe, 2000. So I had a lot of equity in it, right? And, um, there's something else I need to cover about a 1031 exchange on that really quick. But after, um, this is going to save everybody a big headache.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Um, you know, as you go through, you have to live and learn. I've done a lot of 1031 exchanges over the years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ended up selling the property, and in March, in in March this this year, and. Uh, we're in the process. We started in December, and we flew to Florida because I had sold other property uh, in Concord and in, in August last in year. August. Last and year. so I was preparing myself to move our rental income out of state. And so that's what we did. We went to Florida. Um, we bought two houses from Estero and then a house independently in uh, so the, palm bay so the
3: two houses are in southwest florida and the port charlotte um north port area Great. Uh, and then one of them is in on the what they call the space coast just below melbourne and palm bay yep. so that's on the atlantic side
0: and you have property management um handling that only on on the the two uh, on the uh,
3: southwest two, on the gulf side on the gulf side yeah his cousin lives in melbourne and so he's helping
0: three miles okay. from
2: their business. Good.
0: In so yeah. yeah, a different form so, of property management. <laughs> but you have yeah. You know, someone. Yeah, develop.
2: family. So, Good for you. Then we ended up buying three houses in 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 Indiana.
3: Right, and, and that's, that's where my daughter and grandkids live. In the
2: Perfect. Indianapolis
3: area. So one is in um, Avon, Indiana, just due west of Indianapolis, and two are in Greenwood, which are due south of Indianapolis.
0: Okay. Yeah, and so, hard. what was your wisdom around the ten thirty one exchange?
2: Okay. Well, here's what it is: when you get your document and you sell a property, I sold my property, and I'll give you the exact numbers. I sold it for seven hundred and forty thousand. Okay. All right. I had a loan on it for two hundred and nine thousand. Mm-hmm. So, when you get your documents from your ten thirty one exchange, it shows how much, excuse me, how much cash did you get. One second. So it posts the actual amount that the receiver in the 1031 holds. Mm -hmm. And it's in a letter. Which is obviously less the loan amount. And it's less the loan amount. Mm -hmm. Also, you get to take off the real estate fees and all the documentation fees recording and all that. Mm -hmm. So that comes out, and what's left is what you get from um, the sale. You don't get to touch it. The facilitator holds it until you find other properties. You have 45 days to explain what properties you're thinking of buying and you have up to 180 days to close. Well, nowadays properties are not closing in 180 days. They need to close in 30 days or 20 days or 40 days, 60, right around there. It's not. They don't give you a lot of time. These buyers
0: yeah. are, <laughs> are forced they can. <laughs> to
2: step up to the plate with cash and buy and close. So, it ended up that we get this letter and I'm seeing that I've, I've got $500,000 that I have to go purchase other properties with. That's not true. The actual amount is the amount of the sale, which is the full $740,000. Oh, that's the fees. <clears throat> that's the fees. So it came out to $209,000 above the 500 that I still had to come up and spend at other locations.
4: Mm. So what that
2: means is, I only got 500 in cash. So I'm 209,000 short. Where's that money going to come from? <laughs> Thin air? Yeah. It's got to either yeah. come out of my pocket or I, it means I have to get a loan on property. Yeah. And it isn't that it isn't stated in the letter. So I didn't know this until three days before the 45 days were up. I'd already, I'd already listed like five properties. Wow. Um, but it ended up that we were able to close on three. And the, the others, it just ended up that I didn't have enough time to make other offers on other properties because of this crazy time. The one in Indiana, and here's another an, another key, you're going to love this, okay? <laughs> what ended up happening is on the property in Indiana, in, Green, in Greenwood, is that the agent call, uh, calls me and he says, Joel, you want to make an offer on this house? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And he says, well, the listing price is 175." It's a three, it's a, it's a four, two and um, no, it's a three, two. And uh, uh, he says that, you know, prices are are starting to skyrocket here. Stuff's going 15,000 to $19,000 higher. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, I got a 1031. I'm a whole, I'm a long hold. And so I'm going to keep this property for quite a while. So I can afford to pay a little more because I got this 1031. I got to spend the money anyway. Mm-hmm. It up, so here it is. He says to me, do you want to do an escalation clause? And I said, you know, I've heard that term before, but I really can't remember what it is. And he explained it, and I'll explain it to you. This, this escalation clause means that my original thought in my head is the highest I'll go for this property is $205,000 for one seventy five. In California, I probably have still missed it anyway.
4: Uh, yeah. But
2: Yeah, but uh, anyway, so I'm telling him this, and he said, well, do you want to do an escalation clause? And I said, well, what is it? He explained it. He said, it's like this. If whatever the last bid is, if yours is $1,000 higher, you're going to get the property. Hmm. And I thought, you know what? That sounds pretty good. Let's do it. There was 16 offers on that property.
0: Oh, my goodness. We
2: got it. Exactly. We got it. Well, first we got a, a an e was it an email or a text? Janet, about uh, we lost. It was a text. <laughs> I think it was a test. Thank you for your offer on this property. Gave the address. Um, you've been outbid.
4: I'm mm. going. Oh bummer!
2: You know now I got to really go hunt because my days are expiring. My 45 days yeah. are expiring. I mean I didn't have to close in this time, but I did have to unidentify. And so. Ten minutes later. Ten minutes later, ten I get a call from the agent. Help. He says, "Guess what? You won." I go, one what? <laughs> he says, you got the property. I go, Whoa. Well, this is great. How? He says, there were 16 offers and your escalation clause. Pushed it over 1,000. I said, oh, how amazing. much?
0: 1,000 more than the highest one from the highest bid? So the highest
3: bid, except for, for Joel's, was 190. And with the escalation clause, that put it at 191.
0: 191. Oh, wow. That one. Oh, so you don't have to pay the taxes <laughs> yep. on that one. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. So my you know, in my head, I was thinking 205. The agent saved me 14000 dollars is what I'm getting.
0: That's amazing. Wow. That's right. great. That's great Good advice.
2: That is so, great. Yeah. 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 So we took that 14, we put another 12 in it. We put in all hardwood floors, ripped out the flooring, had it repainted, hung some ceiling fans, put in the garden in the back. I put a I plant I'm a gardener. I love to garden. So I put uh-huh. in a big veggie garden in the back for the future tenants that are going to move in to give them an idea, you know, Mm -hmm. and ripped out some trees in the front, even though I had an HOA was mold growing on the side of the building and it had some dirt or dry rot. So we got all that changed out all for $12,000. So I'm still into it. As far as I'm concerned, long-term hold, we got a house ready to go. Great.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Are you going to be buying more properties or what's your,
2: you know, we've got 10 now. And I think that that's, uh, I don't want to cut into my garden time. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Balance.
1: <laughs> so overall, now that you've invested out of state and you've invested in state for a long time, mm-hmm. what would you say? What advice would you give to others? Has it has it actually in, improved your cash flow, or has it turned out to be harder for you? Um,
2: right now, because we have properties that are not uh, rented, because we're still in. Transition. One of the sale options was uh, on on the other property in Greenwood is that the, and this is thinking out of the box, but the person needed at least three months to move out. Yeah. And so I said, okay, we'll give you three free months. And no she was rent.
3: A si- single mom with three boys.
2: Oh, wow. So she she could use a little help. That's a give. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it, you know, generosity, it comes back.
0: It sure so, does. <laughs>
3: So, we were just looking at it that she really needs to get kind of settled because school's starting, you know, in August there. Yeah. So, we thought that that time frame would, would work well for her, too.
1: Very sweet. Wow. A lot of yeah. times people will charge a lease back or, or you know, oh, rent.
2: absolutely. Well, we, you know, at that point, there is a leverage point at the end of the three months that once that she gets to that point, I already have a lease signed
4: mm-hmm.
2: on the sale of escrow that states that, you know, come August 8th, um, excuse me, it's 10 days before that, that she set, needs to send a property deposit, for just like a renter, and cover those bases, because it just doesn't happen tomorrow that you're going to get them to sign a lease after. Uh, just so a they could, they could become time. a squatter after that. Not right, in Indiana, yeah, there's some risk in, there. Exactly. In California, they could become a squatter after they sell you the house. Yeah. They could own the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They could get free rent. Thank you.
1: all right well it's really been a pleasure to have you on here is there
2: yeah thanks for sharing
1: your
0: story i guess my my last question is just something just around the why why did you choose real estate why real estate um there's so many different investment options out there what was the draw to real estate for you guys
2: for me over the time I've tried investing in in other things like the stock market, and it's like here, here's my money. Go do with what you're gonna want with it, and I hope I get something back. And I've never made gain. Okay. Um, with real estate, I'm always looking for a property that, um, like when I bought the duplex, the original rents were $600 and $800, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it, and I'm telling the agent, "We got to get an offer in this. This is way below market for these mm-hmm. this duplex. They were 1,300 square feet each, and I put carports into garages with garage doors and remotes. Put that on there. All of a sudden, we had people that wanted to stay, and the rents actually went up over over the years. I was getting uh, 2,010 on one, yep. and 2,025 on the other. Just to show you that you know below market." Is one thing. And you kind of watch, want to watch for that to what other people are paying and the potential to, to, you know, have an opportunity to have a richer, that's going to give you some cash. And Got it.
0: So it's, it sounds like part of your answer is that you have more control over the asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of someone you know, else I was
2: looking you. for a, a, a property that doesn't need a whole lot of work Yeah. or you can make it deferred work. I didn't tell you about this. This is sent from heaven, but, um, the property that I sold, the duplex, I listed it at $820,000, and I sold the property for seven forty. dollars There was bidders. The buyer said, we'll take it with the tenant in it. And you know what that means, a big headache. Oh, wow. And on top of it, then after they did all their inspections, I put in the clause, buyer, seller will not do any repairs uh, uh, or improvements. Mm-hmm. and so they signed it. Anyway, it ended up, we did the inspections, and with all the inspections and the deferred maintenance, it came to $63,000, plus a tenant that doesn't pay. Does it sound like why would you buy it? That got sent from heaven. Yeah. We yeah, closed on it at 740, and they sent me a, a, an addendum that said, would you, would you give us $10,000 off the purchase price? And I said, I'll pay for the inspection."
0: <laughs>
2: wow. so they close
0: yeah some people just want it yeah, yeah. They, they see well they something. can see
2: that you know the value of the rents there are probably closer to 2800 now and i'm getting to get the rent uh, yeah exactly so they could see the value in the future yeah and uh so anyway Great
1: stuff. All right. Well, Janet and Joel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here on the road.
2: Yep. Well, thank you for, you know, what, the package that you've put together, we're, we're, we're learning how the whole system works and we're, we've been involved. We've flown three times across the U S during COVID to go buy these houses. Wow. Uh, You know, we're aggressive. I mean, it pretty much scrambled your head a few times getting properties mixed up and, different things happening, but, um, and you know, you are going to make some mistakes, which we have. But, yeah, um, that's totally.
0: a whole story. <laughs> Yep. It's part yeah. of the process. And I, I've,
2: I've listened to yours over the years, Kathy and, and Rich, about some of the things that you guys got involved in. And, uh, yep. It's a learning experience.
1: Yeah. Oh, are you talking about that Nicaragua condo? <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> Never sign a contract when you've had two glasses of wine. Yeah. <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs> Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here. And thank you all for listening. You can uh, get access to hundreds of free webinars at realwealthshow.com where you can learn some of these great techniques that you got to hear about today. Yeah. You betcha. All right. all right. Good
2: luck, you guys. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.